survival of the fittest is the soup du jour, ladies and gentlemen. And that hasn't changed because I tell you what, it's our new season and we are still trying to survive. Sometimes I say to myself, are you, are you able to pull this off? Bobby, can you do this? Because I tell you, it hasn't gotten any easier, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, I think that... You know, we went from having like a hard time in the industry to like having a, like sort of everything kind of got back to normal. Everyone was like uh, relieved. And all of a sudden, again, things get complicated. The holidays are over. They were tough. I mean, at least when I say tough, I mean work-wise, you know. Anyone in the industry knows what I'm talking about when I say tough. The holidays, everyone's used to it. We do it year in, year out. We got a couple of years off from the, you know, the, the, the pandemia. But, you know, we're back. And Christmas was definitely rocking, you know. Uh, but it just seems like, as usual, the holidays just fly by. They fly by. And and here we are again. I mean, we're going straight into, I mean, February just seems like it's a hop, skip, and jump away. Um, January has been relatively insignificant. I mean, I mean, if you don't follow politics or if you don't listen to all the Rona rants, uh, you know, it's been relatively chill. So uh, aside from politics and, uh, you know, but food, I mean, food's exciting. I, I think that there's, um, once again, you know, chefs are just being pushed harder and harder to, to produce for their, their dining rooms and their guests. And, uh, you know, I ask myself, I say, well, man, you know, I mean, I'm having a hard time finding chefs, let alone cooks, chefs now to run these different restaurants that I consult with. And I cannot believe it. <laughs> you know, send your resumes. Just send a leak direct, you know, message me on, on our Instagram. That's at Chef, Trevi uh, Chef Roberto Trevino. Tell me if you're interested in a chef position. We have some good ones, good pay. I tell you what, it's it's uh, it's wonderful to live in Florida. In case you're thinking of relocating from one of those cold northeastern has been towns, <laughs> yeah, right? Don't get offended, everybody. I'm joking. Uh, I find that uh, you know that that Florida. I mean, even though it's as cold as a lot of places in the northeast right now, I mean, they're talking about a wind chill in the twenties here in central Florida. I mean, that's like you know we have a, a big. Uh, uh, a big farm industry you know we have an agriculture industry that's pretty big in central florida and the freezing I, i'm just not sure how it's going to affect us yet again another challenge it is indeed 2022 and it has i mean and we're just a few weeks into this it has been challenging so this cold man i i, I thought i escaped it for life even though i've never really lived in a super cold place i've been to a lot of cold places but i've never lived there day in day out day in day out you know you know season after season no none of that and uh living in puerto rico tu sabes you 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 oh yeah you know the, the seasons are minimal i mean it's like uh cal cal Calor y menos calor, pero, pero está bueno. I, 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 I've learned to just absolutely love that, and my, you know, my bones appreciate it, and my age kind of loves that tropical. So I always thought, you know, Florida, man, pretty tropical, but this weather, goodness, I, what? I can't even believe it. Okay, all right, I get it, we're here, but uh, it is cold, so uh, hopefully it'll warm up soon. Certainly that's what I love about the kitchen, but, you know, the makeup era, and anyone who has a kitchen knows that there's a there's like a pump that throws in the air so it doesn't like, yank all the air conditioning out of your dining room or whatever, you have an open kitchen, but uh, the air curtain that literally brings air from the outside, 
I'll be standing on the line, you know, there's 10 burners, a flat top, a grill, uh, two double-decker ovens going, everything rolling, and I'll literally just breathe into where the makeup air is shooting that cold air down into the kitchen, and, you know, that smoke, that, like, vapor, <laughs> that make-believe smoke that you, like, pretend you're smoking starts to come out, you know, in that cold, well, you could do that on the line, all right, with this cold coming in from the makeup air. So I'm serious, man. And I love the warmth of the kitchen, but man, I'm telling you, when that makeup air comes and hits you on the back, you're just like, whoa, wait a minute. This is uh this is not normal. You know, and, and I've had many, you know, who hasn't had long conversations in the walk-ins? Who hasn't had that reprimanding in in the, in the walk-in? Who hasn't had to set the standards in the walk-in and standing in the walk-in for an extended period, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes sometimes, you know, it gets cold. But I'm telling you, not like this. This, I mean, there's something about outdoor winter cold. I mean, maybe it's the wind or something, but no thank you. So, on, on uh, you know, on, on the lighter things of not just the weather, even though I like to talk about the weather because the weather is just, I mean, I, there's just a moment where I'm not checking how cold or warm it is and, and, and wondering how it's going to affect business. And it does. You know, Florida gets cold. People don't dine out. They stay in. They go out. And, and, and again, once again, maybe uh, another big plus for the, for the ghost kitchens out there and, uh, you know, all these people who are making a go at the online dining. You know, maybe this cold is a big plus if you do see that. I mean, I know food trucks probably don't do so well in the cold weather, but the coast kitchen might. So, you know, sometimes I think there's like this like running like competition between what is better to open a food truck or a ghost kitchen. And, you know, one of these like ghost kitchen centers, you know what I mean? So you're not necessarily like getting into a restaurant. You're literally kind of opening your own little space, your own little restaurant there. But, you know, no dining room. It's just online. But I'm wondering if uh, if there's more pluses as far as sales go with even the weather, you know, than even a food truck. So I'm wondering, I think there's this race going on between the two, and I think there's a lot of young entrepreneurs and chefs and restaurateurs that are thinking to themselves, like, well, you know, I kind of want to do get in the business. I want to own a restaurant someday. I want to be a great chef. And where can I do that without having to answer to a whole lot of bosses? And, you know, obviously, you know, let me take something back and let me remind everybody about the guests. The, ultimately, they are your boss and, uh, you know, they're very demanding. But um, to be your own boss and, and own your own food truck or ghost kitchen, I'm curious to know which one is the better one to own. I've never been a big fan of the food trucks and I give food truck chefs a lot of credit. And certainly a lot of people have, I don't want to say graduated because I don't think that's the right word. They moved on from their food trucks into brick and mortar, which I think is very cool. And, you know, maybe it even kind of taught them to be frugal, taught them to to use their products, to use their space properly, you know, that they have. So so maybe it was a positive for a lot of these people. But I'm still curious if the ghost kitchen is doing better than the food trucks. So please send us messages on our on you know on the Instagram. I think that's where we're most like active although my Twitter has a whole lot more followers. I believe that the Instagram's a little more engaging with, you know, more people. Basically, I just, you know, I just think people look at it more as entertainment. I think they look at Twitter more as like informative. But either or, please reach out Chef Roberto Trevino on either um 
Or I think Chef Trevino on Twitter, yeah. And, uh, you know, once again, I, I just think that the chefs, you know, and you know what? With the lack, and here's something to think about. Here's something that we all need to think about as chefs in the future, as we get older, as, you know, we expect more and more and more out of our lives professionally, you know. We don't start working and, you know, you don't necessarily start to work hard and then eh, go backwards. It's always the contrary, you know, you move forward, you go faster, you get stronger, you get better, you know, you get richer. <laughs> Forgive me, but, you know, it's a fact. And you... That becomes the drive. And I think that chefs need to recognize that as our industry is changing so much because of the times we're living in, are you worth more money? Is what you do require you to get paid more money? And I'd have to say, yes, our industry is coming on. It's a, there's a reckoning, you know, uh, that, that's coming. And I'm not sure... You know, will the mom and pop restaurants be able to survive? Will you know the, the you know the just the, the freestanding one all restaurant? Will it be able to survive with these new realities of how people need to get paid? I mean, people are quitting their jobs left and right everywhere across America. I don't know if it's around the world, but it's certainly in my like what I see here, what I perceive within the United States, within our market, is, yeah, the, that, that great resignation certainly has happened. But those of us who are willing to not resign, who are not, you know, who... And, you know, some people say, well, well I resigned to do something I like to do. I mean, I do things that I like to do as well, you know, but I still maintain my job, you know? And I think it's just because of maybe it's my age, maybe it's, my, it's a generational thing, I'm not sure. But... Has it gotten to the point where our profession as chefs, as restaurant managers, really good restaurant managers, you know, is it warranting more money per year? And I'd have to say, like, for some restaurants that are truly successful, that are truly making their numbers, that are truly executing the work properly, I'd have to say yes. Your managers and your chef are definitely worth more money. And will it affect ownership's bottom line? You know what? In the end, I'd have to say no, because you're not wasting the money when you're paying for quality workers. And that, I think, is where we're at. You know, you need to find those people if you want to be successful. And a lot of restaurateurs get that bug. Oh, no, I need another restaurant. Or I want, I've always wanted an Italian place. Or I've always wanted a pizza place. Or I've always wanted a fine dining restaurant. And they move back and forth. They, I mean, it runs again. But nevertheless, people want to expand. And you won't be able to expand unless you have the right people. And that is what has happened, I think, with the world we're living in, in our industry now, is that it has whittled down. Uh, uh, what do they say? La crema. La crema flows to the top. And that's what we're seeing. And, you know, exciting concepts, I think, are out there. And I think talented chefs are out there. And I think opportunities for people to continue to dine. I mean, the, 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 
the dynamics of dining have changed. It's gotten to the point where the dining room now is people's homes. It's gotten to the point where, where people want certain levels of dining. They might as well become members of a dining club and pay the kind of money necessary to dine at that level. Now, does that open doors for an entire new sector where you can find members to then invest in your project prior to it even being open to be part of a membership? Could you put together the right management team, the right chef, the right concept, and attract the right investment? That's where we're at today. And in order to, to survive, you know, is uh, it takes this kind of, not my kind of thinking, but that kind of thinking. The thinking that allows you to say like, hmm, I wonder. And I like the idea of putting a concept together and it making it so stellar that you could actually pre-sell it to members. And that is something that will possibly investigate it a little more so we could bring a smarter sort of approach to what we're talking about, but it's there. And now that you've heard a little bit what I'm thinking, I want to hear what you're thinking about it as well. Please send us a message. Let's collaborate. Let's talk. And collaborate seems to be the new hot word, you know? And it's not necessarily like new, new, because it's been around forever. Let's collab, you know? But I think it, it kind of like, let's collaborate, <laughs> I think people even say that at the bars when they meet. Do people still meet each other at bars? That's a good question, you know. But, uh, you know, like, do you find a date? Do you go out to find a date? I don't know with all these dating apps and everything these days. But whatever. You know what? I'm always trying to just keep my mind in the kitchen, keep my mind doing, you know, fun things, keep my mind trying to entertain myself by entertaining you. You know, and sometimes I can be not so entertaining. I'll, I'll admit it. But, at, you know, at the same time, I, I like to share the ideas that I think are important and hopefully can inspire some of you to get out there and do something. Inspire young chefs to get out there and cook killer. Inspire restaurateurs to continue to learn about wines and service and understand how to handle your guest, whether it be, you know, in a dining room, at a bar, you know, at your food truck, uh, with your, you know, with your ghost kitchen, serving people in their homes, making sure that they're comfortable, that they're getting the right utensils, that, they're, that you're marketing your place properly, all these things. And I'm hoping that uh, survival of the fittest is the soup du jour is something that, you know, can not only, because, I mean, I, that name, you know, is about surviving. It came in a time in our history that, survival was a fact of life for everybody and i wanted to kind of concentrate on how the industry would change from that point on i wanted to concentrate on how you know i would communicate to the industry not only just my cooks that are standing in front of me or the waiters that i'm having a lineup with but as many people as i possibly can and this was the forum it was indeed during a survivor's peak that we decided to go ahead and get the word out to all of you. So once again, I'm happy to do it. I'm hoping that we inspire people to be excellent. I'm hoping that we continue to grow our industry. I am a believer and a lover of it. I know there's some 
stellar thinkers. There's some super people out there, some talented people out there. And I just think that the more we can allow people to just take that step forward, and if we can be part of it, then so be it. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we're back. We're ready. We want to share ideas. We want you to share your ideas with us. This is Survival of the Fittest is the Soup du Jour. I'm Chef Roberto Trevino. Saludos a Puerto Rico. Saludos a Coahuila, Mexico, where we have some listeners. Saludos a Texas, New York City, Los Angeles, everything in between, and of course our friends in the subcontinent. Ladies and gentlemen, Survival of the Fittest is the Soup du Jour. We'll see you soon.